Hello, hello, sleep friends. Have you ever wondered about how lifestyle medicine strategies can enhance sleep? Or have you even wondered about what lifestyle medicine is really all about and how it is actually possible for us to take charge of our health and well being in a very personal yet fun way? I am so excited to be able to interview. Dr. Jansen Kalalan in this episode. You know, we're going to have more clarity on how sleep has a number of health benefits, which of course includes memory and learning. We really need to acknowledge that lack of sleep impairs judgment, impacts longevity and safety, and also increases the risk of a number of diseases, which includes obesity, hypertension, heart disease, diabetes, mood disorders, and impaired immune function. So today, our sleep spotlight goes all the way to the Philippines, a beautiful country filled with happy, hospitable, but also sad to say very sleep deprived people. In fact, the latest study showed that 46% of Filipinos are having sleep loss constantly but it doesn't always have to be that way hopefully after this interview we're going to learn how to sleep better and of course to live healthier lives so without further ado here is our interview with dr jansen kalalan a lifestyle medicine practitioner Kalalan is an internationally certified lifestyle medicine physician. His work primarily revolves around preventing and reversing chronic lifestyle-related illnesses such as cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, and many more. He is currently a primary care physician and a consultant of Carol T. Philippines. The company physician of Hillmarks Construction Corporation, a consultant at Simply Nature International, and the president of Four Leaf Lifestyle Medical Group. Wow, thank you, Dr. Jansen. You must be so busy with all your projects. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, it's my honor to be here in your show and, be, uh, and discuss some things about sleep. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, it seems that lifestyle medicine is very new in the game of wellness. How long, around how long has it been around? And in your opinion, what are the best benefits of lifestyle medicine? Oh, um, actually, lifestyle medicine has been around since the 1930s. There are some uh, medical practitioners back then who are already practicing lifestyle medicine, but the term lifestyle medicine hasn't been coined yet until around the, I think, this decade. Yeah, the, the previous decade, from 2010 to 2020, that decade. So lifestyle medicine hasn't been really, it's a very young um, specialty in medicine. But um, the principles that we use 
in lifestyle medicine are really old. So we go back to the the basics, <laughs> the basic stuff, you know. And then um, uh, for lifestyle medicine, what lifestyle medicine really is is to pre- is to prevent. Uh, treat and reverse some of the chronic lifestyle-related illnesses that we have now, and the and the majority, actually, the top ten causes of death are actually non-communicable illnesses or lifestyle-related illnesses. So that's where lifestyle medicine gets into. <laughs> wow, I love that, and really peering into our lifestyle and analyzing if there are any changes we can make and actually preventing those chronic illnesses in future. I think if people really are aware of this and looking into the benefits of this, I think this will really be a big help and transform many people's lives in a positive way and definitely prevent future illnesses from occurring. So Dr. Jansen, you live in the Philippines. I wanted to ask you what you think are the most challenging factors that contribute to sleep deprivation. I wanted to tell you, everyone out there, that actually 46% of Filipinos are sleep deprived, according to the latest study. And that is one of the highest rates in Asia. In your opinion, what do you think is the reason for this? Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. No, um, there are a few factors. There actually there are a lot of factors that influences uh, in the lifestyle of Filipinos that influences their sleep. Number one is night shift work. Okay, it, it's just because it pays more. So so uh, more and more Filipinos go into the night shift uh, industry or the graveyard work industry. Yeah, because it just pays more. But again, if you are working on a graveyard shift your sleep cycle is disrupted. And it's more difficult to sleep during the daytime, even if you are sleeping in an absolutely, uh, in a blackout room, in a room with absolutely no light. It's, it's, it's just different, okay? And then another one is social media and streaming services. Of course, we are already in, uh, in the social media and uh, in, the, in the internet era. All right. So, um, and of course, especially with social media, social media companies actually monitors our behavior for the advertisements, for the videos that they are flashing in your devices. So they monitor all of those um, so that their viewers actually get more hope in using the social media platforms. Okay. And then another is streaming services. Of course, um, um, we tend to use Netflix, YouTube, watch videos to relax. And by using these uh, and by watching these uh, streaming services, we uh, use more screen or we are exposed to more blue light um, with our cell phones, with our, t- with our TVs, with our laptops. And uh, the blue light actually disrupts um, the sleep cycle. It makes our brain less sensitive to melatonin. Okay, so uh, I'll be discussing melatonin and those principles later. Okay, and another one, of course, with the current COVID-19 pandemic, anxiety is through the roof, okay, because of economic, financial risks and health risks, of course. People are still, um, but relatively less, but people still are very wary of of COVID-19, especially, of course, they are afraid that they... Uh, get COVID-19 and pass it on to their relatives who are really at risk or their loved ones who are really at risk. No, And of course, those families who have already 
felt the impact of COVID-19, especially when their loved ones, some of their loved ones are admitted in the ICU, in critical care. Of course, um, it would be really very difficult to get a good night's sleep because of all of because of all the uncertainties and all of the anxieties that um, the future can, uh, that we do not know about the future. Okay, so um, those are a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, very relatable because most of us from the Philippines, we're very family oriented. So, and we're very sociable as well. So we love to engage in uh, communication with all our friends and family members. And uh, definitely financial reasons as well. As you mentioned, sometimes those shift work can have a detrimental effect on sleep and as well as anxiety. So a lot of factors can contribute to sleep loss. But at the heart of it all, I learned from you, Dr. Jansen, that these are positive reasons. What their reasons are for um, engaging in social media can be good, can have a good motivation behind it. However, yes, as you mentioned, it can have a negative effect because of the blue light and also the lack of rest. And uh, yeah, later on, you're going to help us to learn more about how melatonin uh, can also have uh, an impact on this. Returning back to lifestyle medicine, how do you think then can this impact sleep in a positive way? So just now you mentioned all those challenges that exist. How can lifestyle medicine have a good effect on people's sleep in spite of their challenges? Okay, so uh, before I answer your question, I'll discuss, I'll, I'll, uh, discuss a little bit more lifestyle, about lifestyle medicine and what uh, its pillars are so that you can understand more what lifestyle yes, medicine is. Yes, please, okay? that will be very interesting. So, yes. Yeah, so okay, lifestyle medicine again is the evidence-based. So by evidence-based, we base our recommendations or research okay um and of course we also uh, assess if the quality of the research is high or poor and we base our decisions on that so um lifestyle medicine is the evidence-based prevention treatment and reversal of lifestyle related diseases using number one nutrition number two physical activity of course is sleep number four is um, cessation of substance use, so that would include tobacco use, alcohol use, um, drugs, and then um, nurturing health, uh, nurturing healthful relationships. Okay, and uh, lastly is stress management. Okay, so those are the six pillars of lifestyle medicine, and each of these pillars influences all the others. <laughs> okay, so um, by looking at these six pillars in a patient, we approach patients holistically. So we take a look at their nutrition. What do they eat? What is their uh, eating pattern? Do they eat more at night or they or do they eat less at night? Okay, what are the, the foods do they select when they are stressed? Okay, how do they manage stress? Okay, so as you know, these uh, factors influence sleep um, greatly. And another one, of course, nurturing relationships. If you are in a relationship that is, um, you know, mutually beneficial or, you know, um, um, very helpful, um, very positive relationship, then you can really sleep well at night. But if you are with somebody who 
is not really um, who is not really in jive with who you are. So you fight a lot, you quarrel a lot. Then of course um, you won't be able to really sleep well at night because the following the following day is another battle that you have to fight. Okay. So another one is of course substance use, alcohol. Contrary to popular belief, uh, alcohol actually does not help with sleep. It actually impacts it in, impacts your sleep negatively. And of course, caffeine. If you are drinking coffee um, at night, then you'll be able to experience a relatively lower quality of sleep than if you are not uh, drinking ca drinking your caffeine. <laughs> okay, um, so. This is how lifestyle medicine um, impacts um, each individual. So um, going back to your question, how can implementing lifestyle medicine impact sleep in a positive way? By knowing all of these pillars, by being aware of these six pillars, people can be aware which part of their lifestyle has the biggest impact on sleep. And they, they can work their way in improving that aspect of their life. So um, they can set specific, measurable, and realistic goals and work towards them. So it makes um, their problem within, well within their control. So that if it's within their control that they can fix it, then yeah, it, they would be able to um, work some ways, uh, work on some aspects in their life that they can improve in, so to improve their sleep. No, rather yeah. than they, if they are feeling. Um, that I cannot sleep, it's not within our control, it's very frustrating, then, you know, anxiety builds up, depression builds up, then the cycle repeats itself. Yeah, for sure. And all of these pillars that you mentioned are definitely interrelated with one another because relationships will impact sleep, sleep will impact nutrition, and nutrition will also impact all of the other decisions we, we make in life. But I just feel that how much discipline is required, do you think, Dr. Jansen? Because all of these things have to work well together. Yeah. Do you feel that, for example, there was one major pillar that wasn't being addressed or someone is failing miserably in one particular pillar, let's say in their relationship? Mm -hmm. Would yeah. that be, um, would that really uh, be uh, too negative on them for the other pillars? Would that can you say that they're not successful anymore in implementing lifestyle medicine in their life? How does it work? Because I can see there's a challenge on being, uh, well, doing our best and living optimally throughout all those pillars. Yeah. So each of our, each individual, of course, we are really very different. So we are, issues are really <laughs> very diverse and different. Okay. So um, it doesn't mean that you are failing in one pillar and being successful in another and that you're already failing in making your health more um, helpful. Um, in fact, this is really very good for an, for an individual to be aware that he has to, he or she has to work on this aspect of, um, of uh, his life, okay? And by doing so, we have to create a smart goals, okay? We have to set our goals. Now, um, these goals, of course, should be specific, measurable, and realistic. So um, I cannot, we, can, we cannot tell an, in the, an, you know, a sedentary individual to run a marathon immediately. No, it would be impossible. <laughs> okay. So yes. um, uh, one week, for example, to get someone um, get moving, you know, is just to ask them to, you know, hey, you can walk, right? You can use the stairs. 
um, instead of using the, the the elevator escalator or probably um, yeah you are um, commuting right uh, probably you can just uh, walk uh, to to uh, to get home if it's not really that far no just to get them moving and of course if those uh, if someone really does not want to exercise absolutely then probably we can break the prolonged sitting sitting for more than two hours is already considered prolonged so probably we can ask the person to you know drink more water so that the person goes to the to the restroom more frequently to, to just to break that sitting so these um, kinds of uh, goals you it can easily be implemented depending on how much you want to change okay but it's very important that you set goals and work towards them so that um, each small incremental change that you make, once they accumulate at the end of the year, it would be a substantial change from the way you were before a year ago. Yeah, thank you for that word incremental that really can boost people's motivation. They may feel quite challenged with all of the things that they need to change in their life and all of um, what they need to implement, but definitely Maybe I can see one of the reasons could also be lack of awareness. They may not necessarily be aware that making these small changes will actually have a big impact when accumulated through the years or through the months. And if people are made aware of it and they undergo constant assessment of their lifestyle and also, as you said, set that achievable goal, then that will surely be a big help for them. But then again, how do you make people visualize this good result? How do you make people aware of it? Because as you said, lifestyle medicine is a newly coined term. But as I can see from everything that you've been sharing so far, it can really be an amazing thing in our life if we actually implement it. So mm -hmm. what is the best way now to spread this message? Or how do you encourage others to implement lifestyle medicine? Oh, absolutely. For all my patients, I use lifestyle medicine to, to treat their diseases. Now, number one is, of course, um, consult your doctor. Consult the lifestyle medicine physician. That's the best way. Uh, but if you do not have access to any lifestyle medicine physician, it pays to be uh, mindful of the things that you do. So let's say, for example, um, if you are listening to, to this right now, right? So you would now be aware of the, of the six pillars. So those six pillars are the um, the aspects of our lives that has the biggest influences, okay? Um, so let's say, for example, um, for nutrition, um, what are you eating? Of course, you know what you're eating is not, health, is not healthy, all right? And of course... We have to ask yourself, why are you still eating that if you know that it's not healthy, if it's uh, harming your body? So there must be a reason why. So you have to continue to ask questions, ask yourselves these uh, questions. And of course, if you find out the answer, try to work towards, uh, try to find some solutions to solve those uh, problems. So, um, yeah. That's how we can... Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely need a lot of self-control. Yeah. And uh, yes, realizing the good effects on our body of, of implementing that self-control can definitely be a big help as well. So mm. I'm sure after hearing this, a lot of us are going to start booking our appointments for lifestyle medicine consultation because of hearing um, how wonderful it is for our lives. So... I would like to concentrate also on one of the pillars you mentioned, of course, which is sleep. Yeah. 
Actually, Dr. Jansen, studies have also shown that sleep loss can increase the risks of cancer. And you said cancer can be prevented by lifestyle medicine. Yes, so can absolutely. you explain more about this? Okay, so um, sleep is the time when the body repairs itself, okay? And then uh, we know that cancer occurs when there is a mutation in the DNA. So cancer is just uh, limitless uh, growth of cells because of a DNA mutation. So that is the simplest way to explain cancer, okay? So by knowing these uh, two principles, um, you can actually use sleep to prevent uh, cancer. No, but of course, you have to also use the other aspects as well, not just sleep, okay? So, yeah, again, sleep is the time when the body repairs itself. So how does sleep help repair the body? So it does this by eliminating advanced and dedicated products, which are practically waste materials in our body, which increases oxidative stress and DNA damage. You can get advanced and glycated products because of inflammation, because of the food you eat, because of how the food was prepared, <laughs> okay? Um, yeah, those are how you get advanced and glycated uh, products, okay? And then melatonin, which is the hormone that makes us sleep, is also a very powerful antioxidant, which serves as a scrubber of free radicals that damage the DNA. And of course, uh, behavior and the food choices, um, if people are sleep deprived, they are more prone to stress. And if you, your body is stressed, you tend to choose subconsciously. Yeah? You tend to select foods which are very high in fats or which are very high in caloric density. It's just the way how we evolved. Okay, there's another explanation for that, which is really out of topic already. But that is how we uh, evolve. So when we are stressed, we are when we are uh, fatigued, when we are sleep deprived, um, yeah, we tend to select foods which are very high in fats. And then, of course, if we eat high fat foods, you promote cardiovascular diseases, you promote uh, obesity, you promote, uh, again, cancer. It's because uh, by being overweight, by being, um, when your weight is high, when you eat these high fat food, your body produces inflammation but you don't really you don't actually feel anything okay because the inflammation is really low grade so it's called chronic low grade inflammation okay so this chronic low grade inflammation produces a lot of free radicals so that these free radicals um, are not removed immediate immediately by the antioxidant system of our body so when our free radicals are in excess our body will be in oxidative stress. When our body is under oxidative stress, the DNA is will be bombarded with damage more frequently. And repair would, of course, the DNA repair, repairs itself. The DNA would repair itself more frequently as well. And with each repair, there is a chance that there, there is a chance that an error in the repair can occur. Once that error occurs and it persists to the next generation of cells, and it proliferates, then that is the time you get cancer, okay? So going back, if you are not, if you are selecting really bad choices when it comes to food, 
you're eating a lot of animal food products, you're eating a lot of processed foods, you're eating a lot of high-fat foods, you're eating a lot of um, uh, salty foods, then ask yourself, why am I doing this? Okay, Am I stress eating? Why am I stress eating? Why am I stressed in the first place? Am I sleeping well? No, I'm not. I'm not sleeping well, so there you go. You have to fix how you sleep. And what are the barriers that prevents you from getting a good night's sleep? Are you using your uh, devices really frequently? Are you watching Netflix uh, really late at night? Then if so, you have to cut, cut on it, okay? Or use a blue light filter. But most importantly, cut down um, screen time. If you are um, fighting with somebody, if your marriage is not really on a, a good path right now, we have to, both you and your spouse have to talk it out and work towards um, resolving your issues. Okay, so um, you see where I'm getting. So you address the root cause of why you are behaving in an unhealthy way. Okay, and work on those uh, in solving the root causes. So that is how we, uh, we address this. Okay. Yeah, totally understand. And uh, definitely you mentioned about this oxidative stress, free radicals and inflammation. For sure, these are the result of consistent and constant lack of sleep. And it's also true about what you said, stress eating, because in sleep research, we also have discovered that the hormones ghrelin and leptin, which are responsible for regulating our appetite, uh, also are suffering greatly if you're not sleeping well. And you're right, that's the reason why we're craving all these sweet foods or fatty foods or what we call these comfort foods when we're not sleeping well. And uh, thank you so much. I love how you mentioned that we really need to get closure as well when it comes to relationships. A lot of people nowadays, uh, well, I guess Dr. Jansen, as you said, a lot of challenges facing us, health issues. It may cause additional stress and uh, being with someone <laughs> constant Absolutely. on a constant basis can also add a lot of frustration and, and can also add to, you know, a lot of additional worries and anxiety. So, yeah, definitely these are very, very um, good pieces of advice that you've given us. Uh, practical, very, very practical, in fact, on how we can take control of um, how we live our life well in, in a more healthy way. But definitely, I have to say, you mentioned all of these things that can pile up on us, a lot of worries and anxieties that can pile up, especially when we're having fights or things are not working well in our career or in our personal life. What can you say out of all of these things can be the biggest obstacles of us being proactive in taking charge of our health and well-being? Okay, can you please talk to me, for example, as if I were one of your patients and I'm like, Dr. Jansen, what you're telling me, it's really so hard. I've been fighting nonstop with my best friend and my husband. Yeah. And um, what, what do I do? How do I implement this when I myself feel I'm losing control of my own relationships? Yeah. Okay. Actually, have mentioned it. So the number one obstacle is being out of control. People feel uh, that they are not really within uh, within the, the things that they're that are happening in their life is not really within their control. That's why it's happening. Actually, it's not true. Okay. Um, you have to um, have a self assessment or take a look at what is really happening. There, there will be things that is within your control and those things that are really not out of your control. 
then you have to take you have to list down those things and focus more on the things that you can control okay focus on changing the things that you can control now um let's say for example um you are stress eating right i mean you are working your ass off um nine to five boss is killing you <laughs> there are a lot of demands at work and then the tendency is when you get home you stress eat you eat your ice cream you eat your chips and then uh, you watch uh tv watch uh, netflix and then uh yeah that's the time when you when about when you are about to sleep you don't really want to sleep because you're so you're so anxious that another day is coming you're going to go to your office tomorrow and then your boss is going to kill you once again yeah okay. and, and if the chips are spicy then <laughs> even more <laughs> yeah even even more. you will be in a hyperactive mode yes yes, yes. yes, yes right yes. So there won't be a, you won't be able to relax actually but you know by taking a look at the things that uh by making this list of the things that you can control and the things that you cannot control so in this scenario what are the things that you can actually control so number one it's the food choices you always have the choice in what type of food that you put in your mouth okay so you have to be mindful of the things that you are play, putting in your mouth okay so begin by selecting foods or buying foods that you know are really healthy and of course are also delicious as well if you are stress eating, munch on those, munch on those health, uh, healthy foods instead of munching on those chips, okay? So that's um, one. That's number one. Number two, if you if you are watching Netflix, try to cut it down. Um, I mean, that's also well within your control. I mean, you can always put your phone down anytime and try to get a good night's sleep, okay? And try to sleep earlier, okay? So... And that is also another uh, thing that you can control of. So um, how about the things that you cannot control? Of course, your boss. You cannot control your boss. Hello. <laughs> okay. You might get yeah. fired, okay? But how do you interact with your boss? I mean, why is your boss reacting that way? There must be something that you are doing um, incorrectly, not right. That's why, I mean your boss is uh, always on your back, always on your throat, right? So try to look at those things that you can improve on, okay? There must be something in the work that you are doing that you can improve. How are you projecting yourself in front of your boss, okay? Usually, how people, the way people, the, the way people treat us is a reflection of how we are to them okay so that is another thing that you can control of control how you project yourself in front of others okay so uh you see where i'm going so these yeah are absolutely i absolutely love that yeah yeah so these are the things that you can do to overcome those uh challenges yeah and exactly yeah. and um yeah. Yeah, you've made us realize so much, Dr. Jansen, that mm -hmm. at the heart of it, accountability is very important. Uh, being responsible for our choices, recognizing that some of the consequences that happen, like how our boss treats us or how our husband treats us or the choices we make, uh, definitely boils down to our own personal choices. We always have a decision to do or not to do something. As you said, yeah. you need to go to the root cause. If we're shopping in a grocery, Instead of grabbing that bag of salty, 
spicy chips why yes, not go for absolutely. the kale chips or fresh fruits or dried fruits or yeah there's so many things that we can choose from it's just that sometimes if we really didn't exercise that self-control we just i guess it's human nature yeah, <laughs> to yeah. try and not choose one you know our heart can be very treacherous our mind can be very deceiving and we just want to choose sometimes the bad things that's what we're attracted to but yeah you've made us really realize that it's so important to take charge of our choices itself yeah and, and um yes uh, also, would you like to add more to that yeah. um I, just, I would just like to add another another thing though there's a limit to things okay yes. cannot be a martyr <laughs> so if, oh yeah, this, <laughs> I yeah agree. despite doing all the things that you think that would work out right I mean, there's a limit. So if things are really not going well, you have to get out. <laughs> okay, you have to get out of the relationship, get out of that job that you that that's killing you. Uh, at the end of the day, it's your happiness that is the most important thing, and we can be. And happiness is a choice as well. Okay, so if if everything is not really working out despite you. Um, you know, try trying to work some solutions, still not still not working out. Get out. Just get out. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You are so balanced. And yeah, definitely. Even with the root word from lifestyle medicine, it's all about life, isn't it? We're living our life and we can't just be left and right depriving ourselves too much that we're not enjoying and we're not smiling anymore. As you said, we need to reach that perfect balance because again, there's also that serotonin, the happy hormone that we get when we also treat ourselves well. So it's achieving that perfect balance. And I love how you changed our, well, our mentality in general of thinking that sometimes it can be super challenging, super hard to do our best in all these six pillars and you help us realize that actually small changes taking good control and being balanced can help us well so i would really love to end this so that everyone out there can be positive and confident that they can implement these great changes in their lives could you please dr jansen help us visualize what is your ideal patient i'm sure you've had okay. hundreds <laughs> even thousands of them okay who, who is your ideal patient and how do they manage their habits well okay so this is uh how should uh, the goal of everyone should be in order for you to achieve um the most you know the most helpful behaviors that uh that is actually recommended by the guidelines okay so we'll go through the six pillars one by one okay for yes, nutrition a whole food plant-based diet is the ideal one so by by saying a whole food plant-based diet it's a diet that is consisting that consists of you know whole plant foods so by whole foods these are foods that are unprocessed and unrefined so these are food to scroll so you eat the apple itself not apple juice not apple pie okay so you can eat that way <laughs> that is the only diet that has been shown to reverse um, cardiovascular disease, the number one killer of actually everyone, every country in the world. <laughs> not not really every country, but the Western the Westernized countries uh, globally. Okay, number two um, for physical activity. Physical activity has been shown to you know um, give you increase your well being. It releases endorphins. Okay, so for physical activity. 
the minimum um, amount of exercise that you should do to get the most impact is 150 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity. So by moderate intensity, it can be relative, you know, it can, it's really subjective. So in order for you to assess that what you are doing is moderate in intensity, you have to do the talk test, okay? So if you can still talk with somebody while doing the physical activity, but you cannot sing anymore, then that is already considered as moderate in intensity. Now, in general, um, examples of moderate intensity physical activity is brisk walking, um, cycling, so those types of uh, physical activity. Okay, so now let's move to sleep. Uh, so, oh, one moment, please. Yeah. Uh, the 150 minutes you mentioned, is yeah. that per, per day? Per no, week that's per week. 150 okay, minutes per okay. week. Okay, 150. <laughs> so at least, yeah, over two hours, right? Two to three yeah, hours per week absolutely. or maybe one hour. Mm -hmm you know, per day for three times a week. Love it. Yeah. Okay, and what about right. sleep? So now, um, let's go to sleep. So for sleep, ideally, we should be sleeping seven to eight hours of uninterrupted sleep every night. And I emphasize it here, uh, every night. <laughs> okay, not in other parts of the day. Okay? So um, um, next, for substance use, there, yeah, uh, for tobacco and alcohol use, um, there is no... Um, upper threshold, upper limit of threshold that alcohol does not bring harm. So yeah, even with the minute amount of alcohol that you put inside your body, it can actually bring harm already, right? But if um, there are social gatherings, it's inevitable for you not to drink alcohol, you know, in Filipino, pakikisama, <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, what is the limit? So for men, you should be drinking not more than two drinks of alcohol. For women, not more than one drink. Okay? So that is for substance use. And then for um, tobacco use, of course, um, you should avoid tobacco use because that is also very detrimental to our health. Now, for caffeine, you should not be drinking within six hours of your sleep, of your scheduled sleep. Okay? You should not be taking anything with caffeine Okay, uh, within six hours because... Um, six hours. The six hours is the the time that our body eliminates caffeine completely out of our system. So, if you want your dose of caffeine, your daily dose of caffeine, take them in the morning, one upon waking up. Okay, and then for caffeine, yeah, we already discussed caffeine. Sleep. All right, let's go to helpful uh, relationships. Now, for relationships, it's always. Um, very important that we try to connect with other people. Okay, so be positive in in our relationships with others. Okay, so it's very important again to be aware of how you project to others so that the the um, what do you call this? The feedback that you get in return is also positive as well. Okay, but of course we have to also realize that there will be times that. Yeah, we are sad, right? We can be sad, of course. And it's all right to express sadness, okay? Um, but, of course, once you express sadness, it's you should not linger in it too much. Try to see the positive in the situation, no matter how grim the situation is, okay? And then um, next is stress management. We have to be aware on how we manage our stress. Um, be mindful of the things that you do and not do, of 
course, if you are stress eating, try to select foods which are healthful. Munch on those instead, instead of uh, choosing the uh, harmful foods. Okay, and then of course there are uh, always a healthier version of each food. So let's say for example a pizza. You want really a pizza? Why not go for the plant-based pizza? Okay, there are plant-based cheeses as well. And then um, yeah, that's how you manage. Uh, uh, that's how you work. That's the actually the ideal, uh, the ideal patient that follows uh, all of the principles of lifestyle medicine. I love it. It sounds very, very doable. I mean, <laughs> plant-based pizza, plant-based foods. I've tried them. They're really, really delicious. And also, yeah. there's no guilt after you eat it. You feel good. It tastes good. Yes. And you know it results in good. So it's yeah. a win-win <laughs> for you. We just need to, you know, take control of it. And I love how you mentioned about the relationships as well. I remember one of the quotes. You reminded me of that. That in order to be loved you need to be lovable. So we also need to try to assess ourselves, not always, oh, why is my partner like this? And trying to criticize our partner or trying to find something that's missing in our relationships, instead of also looking within ourselves of maybe something we can change or what we can contribute to the relationship to make it thrive, to make it successful, and of course, to make it happy for all parties, I guess that's the most important thing. So definitely, um, we've learned so much. And of course, I'm sure a lot will also want to consult you because, of course, this journey is very achievable, but they will also need support, your support, specifically Dr. Jansen, because uh, you've definitely given such great tips. And we know that if we visualize ourselves, after achieving that, we can look forward to a very happy, healthy, and a productive life ahead. So I always love to end with the three top tips that we've learned that we can apply not just in sleeping, but our overall well-being. We've learned from Dr. Jansen. Well, uh, just to sum it all up, let's just say A, B, C. So A would be accountability to just taking responsibility for our choices for what we pick up in the grocery store, what we order in a restaurant, how we treat our boss and how we take charge of our schedule. It is all on us and we are in control of it so we can, we can make it as healthy or as unhealthy as possible. It is all up to us. Then again, Dr. Jansen taught us B for balance. We need to also be balanced and um, treat ourselves well, make good choices. Being healthy doesn't mean depriving ourselves. Being healthy can mean making good, positive, great choices. Brisk walking is actually a great thing. Getting out there, getting fresh air and oxygen in our lungs is absolutely good, not just for physical, but also our emotional and mental stability. And then C is control. We really need to take control of our lifestyle because if we didn't, in the end, we're not going to live that quality life that we're all craving for. So Dr. Jansen, I can't believe it. Um, I'm sure after hearing from you, all of us, we're, we'll try our best to get a better sleep tonight after learning so much about all of these great pillars that we need to take control of. So um, again, where can we find you if we need to consult? Oh, okay. Uh, you can find me in social media, in uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube as well. So for my Facebook, you can search Jansen Kalalan MD. So those are all in small caps with an MD at the at the end. Uh, you can also search me. Search you can search my telemedicine platform at nowserving.ph. 
So that is um, where I am, where I where you can book for an appointment. And then uh, for videos, you can go to YouTube and search Simply Nature. Um, in that playlist, I discuss many things about cancer. So you can watch those things if you are a cancer patient. And then um, if you want to set an appointment, just message away. Well, I will definitely recommend all these platforms because you've just raised awareness of so many great things and we need to learn more. <laughs> it never stops. Uh, our self-analysis, our lifestyle changes, it never stops. So we need to keep learning. And of course, um, we're going to be following you in those platforms most definitely. Thank you so, so much for giving us such great insights today, Dr. Jansen and... Um, you're also a very approachable person that we feel that we can tell and share you things and uh, we'll be definitely getting such great advice from you. So thanks a lot. Hopefully you will also sleep well tonight and all the listeners will also sleep well, better and make great choices for their lifestyle. Thank you very much and hope to chat again next time. Thank you for having me.